All right. So, uh, welcome. How about the St. Peter's, huh? Old St. Peter's. So how mad were you when uh, Kentucky lost? Well, I strongly considered driving to the local Walmart, buying a fucking rope, just ending it. But, no, I'm just kidding. No, I was pretty mad. I looked forward to that game all week, made plans, went out, had a few drinks, watched the game. And was very disappointed. But, I will say, as far as St. Peter's goes, I was impressed. They came up with a good game plan, executed, and they were playing that press D. Kentucky couldn't score. Yeah, That's I all it was. I didn't turn it on until, like, the end. I, I just checked the scores between, um, throughout the, the game and stuff like that. And I was going to, like, turn on a show or, like, a, a movie or, or whatnot. And I was like, you know, let me see if Kentucky, what happened with that. And so I turned that on. I was like, it's like, what, 71 tied up OT? And I was like, I, I can't watch this show or movie. I, I got to watch the end of this game. No, I think I was going to get food because I was talking to you. And I was like, I was about to go get food, and it was tied up going into OT. And I can't go get food. I ordered my wings. Like, right before that, now that I remember. Yeah, so I was like, no, I can't. I That's can't what go. I was eating. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I can't go get wings right now. So Man, you just got to go to the place and watch it that has them. I was well, actually at Buffalo Wild Wings. I went to Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. So like, hey, their wings are actually decent for a little yeah, pizza place. Yeah, they are. So that's why I couldn't I couldn't just up and just go and watch the game at Pizza Hut waiting for my wings, right? So... Um, where are we at here? We're now in the Sweet 16, and they have to get past Purdue, and then they get UNC or UCLA. Well, it's probably going to be UCLA, and I don't think they're getting past Purdue. Purdue's good. They were a top three team for most of the year. Had a couple upsets later in the season, and fell out of that, of course, but they're pretty solid. UNC, though. Brady Manic, Hera boy. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta go with the UNC is my team. I watched that. Did you watch that Baylor game? Uh, I did, and you know, I'll tell you, the only reason Baylor came back is because Brady got ejected. That is, he's from, he's from my hometown. That did is I mention that one of well, that, I would agree that would be solely the the reason because after um he got booted, the refs went crazy one sided. Oh yeah, I was so pissed. I was kind of yelling at my like the TV a couple times because I'm like, "Are we freaking serious? Like you're just gonna call?" All this? And Sochan was pissing me off so much, and I was like, "The refs need to call an offensive foul on that kid, or just a loose ball foul or something," because he kept pulling down. Um, I can never say his name right. Bo, uh, what's his kid's name? Um, he started it with uh, Manic. And um, that's how he got kicked out. And then the second time he did it, he did it with uh, Baycott. And they had like a, a dual foul where Baycott got one and Sochan got one. And then they got up and their legs got entangled and they called a flagrant one on Baycott. And I'm like, are you serious? Like he didn't kick his leg out. They were already crossed when they were on the ground. So when they both went to get up, they both tripped over each other again. But Baycott gets the flagrant one. And I'm like, come on. And then they were at the foul line. And 
Sochan throws him, just flops on the ground again and grabs Baycott and pulls him down. You see Baycott's uh, uh, body language. The dude was like, all right, enough of this. He just wasn't having mm-hmm. it. He was, he was so like unenthusiastic about Sochan keep pulling him down. And I, at that point, on that third time, when he pulled him down, I, do, I would have thrown a foul on, on Sojin if I was a ref. Because now you're... So did you, um, did you see the crazy stat the next day on that game? Um, uh-uh. Which stat are you talking about? Both teams together had 58 field goals. And there were 53 fouls in that game. Oh, yeah. Dude... That is nuts. So they went... Uh, it was like, what, 50? 14, 15 minutes or 13 minutes in the uh, in the second half, and um, the Tar Heels had seven fouls already because um, of Baylor, so they were already in the bonus. And the, the the announcers were talking about, well, that's super, you know, early into the second half to already have seven fouls, and now North Carolina is going to go the rest of the way for the next like 13 or so minutes in the bonus every time you foul them. And they uh, they ended up getting caught by Baylor, and only a couple fouls got called. So they went from seven to ten by time Baylor went from whatever they had to ten. I mean, they they weren't at seven; they were like lower. I didn't see how many they had, but like just the the foul calls that the rest were given Baylor was just absolutely ridiculous. They were not calling anything on uh, for North Carolina. I was getting mad. I thought they were going to lose because of the refs. I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? And that white boy for uh, Baylor Meyer or whatever, he had he and uh, Thamba were in foul trouble. And he's sitting there uh, guarding. Um, I don't know who the point guard was because Love left. It might have been Davis. Um, or it might have been Leaky Black because Caleb Love got fouled out also. So they got Manic out and Love. And so either it was Davis or Black that had the ball. It might have been Davis at the uh, about, you know, half court. And Meyer was using his body, and he was pushing him over the line. He stepped on the line, and they called over and back instead of a, a contact foul on on Mayer, which would have fouled him out. And I was like, oh, come on. Uh, just, I was annoying, honestly, for me. And, uh, did you uh, did you fill out a bracket? No, I haven't filled out a bracket in a, in a couple of years. I just kind of enjoy watching. You uh, you have a team that you think's gonna win it? So I'm a North Carolina fan. Um, mm-hmm. And if North Carolina doesn't win it because it's Coach K's last year, I want Duke to win it. That's weird coming from a North Carolina fan, but it's Coach K. I mean, the dude is an icon and a legend. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, if I'm going to root for anybody outside of North Carolina, I would normally root for somebody else other than Duke, but it's a, it's a different year. Coach K deserves it. Like I want him, I would want him to win it. They got Texas tech and then Arkansas Gonzaga. And I think Gonzaga is weak, honestly. I do too. So I actually have Arizona picked to win it all on my bracket. Yeah. And they gave me a scare the other night when they were playing TCU. Another overtime game. (laughs) <laughs> I was watching them, and I was like, man, I don't want to relive Kentucky. Because, <laughs> um, okay, so it's me and about 
12 other people. We all have a $20 little pot going. Everybody filled out a bracket. And, of course, each game you pick right, you get a certain amount of points for and stuff. So, at the end, you know, whoever has the most points wins the pot. But if you got a team that gets, gets beat out early and you've got them going to the finals, your maximum points drop so much, and Kentucky already destroyed that for me. Yeah. And Arizona was the other one. I had them, too, in the championship. And Kentucky gets beat out in the first round. I was like, oh, man. Oh, I don't know about Arizona. Pretty solid. I got three losses on the year. Yeah. But, man, this tournament's crazy. A lot of mismatches and styles. I guess That's where we'll, you see all these upsets. Yeah, I guess we'll have to revisit the uh, Arizona conversation uh, in our next one because they got um, Houston tomorrow night. That's going to be a good one. Houston's and been playing well. Then they'll take Michigan or Villanova on Saturday. So we'll have to revisit that early next week and recap the uh, the feelings and thoughts on this weekend's new games. Um, we have a uh, quote-unquote caller in chat. Ten figure digger says, "Who gives a fuck?" Clearly, you're here, so <laughs> you you care. Ten, thank you for dropping by. What's up, Ten? Um, we have three people in uh, in our live chat. Danny, how are you doing? He's just lurking. He hasn't said anything, but um. This, uh, it's, I don't like Gonzaga being from Washington here. I don't, I thought they're overrated. They, I mean, they play hey, like what? the weakest conference in the world. What town are they in? Are they in Spokane? They're in Spokane. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I've been on their campus a few times when I went to college in Pullman. We would drive over. It's like, I don't know. It was like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I think. Maybe a little longer. I can't even remember. It's been a decade since I've been over there. So we would drive up to Spokane from Pullman, and uh, we'd go yeah, party. I don't blame you. But, I don't go to shit schools either. I avoid stool water at all costs. But the thing is, <laughs> they're a dry campus. So they have a bar on campus, right? But they're a dry campus because they're a private Catholic school. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? What's the point in having a bar on campus? It's like a cool little bar because it's like <clears throat> super old and like vintage and everything. But it's like, what's the point? I swear, um, Holmgren can scratch his knees standing up. Yeah, he looks like me. Is, he's. I don't understand why he's the number one. I guess I can get why he's number one prospect out of high school, but he's not the number one college player. Like the guy's gonna get. He gets beasted by um, Duke when Duke played them. Um, they did not do very well. Uh, that kid. The, the. Well, here's the other side of that though. I can see why he is. This year's class is kind of weak. If you look at last year's incoming rookies, you know, first-year players, you had Jalen Suggs, you had the kid out of Cade uh, Cunningham, Jalen Green, Josh Giddy. You know, it was loaded. It's it's hard to compete with that class, you know. I guess uh, uh, Duke beat Gonzaga only by three, but uh, Paolo Banchero, he's... 6'10", 250, and Holmgren stands 190 at 7 foot. Like, you're just not going to compete with somebody that no. 
is at 250. He's got 60 pounds. They're going to power you. They're yeah. going to power you everywhere. I saw a, uh, a meme or like a little picture thing that said um, the Pelicans need to draft Holmgren and then just have him hang out with uh, um, Zaire. Zion. Zion, yeah, Zaire. I don't know why I said Zaire. Zion. <laughs> I couldn't even remember the guy's name. He hasn't been in the in the league and relevant for so long. Zion that, that, that's because he's from Duke, and uh, you know all Duke well, players go the, go to the league and get injured. <laughs> you know he just got like fat apparently or, or whatever. So that's why they said that Holmgren should just go and hang out with him and eat everything Zion eats, because <clears throat> Zion's just getting big. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I I don't know why this is though, but. Uh... Duke has had so many good players come out of there and hardly any of them ever stay healthy in the NBA. Like Kyrie Irving may be one and RJ Barrett, but you know, Zion hurt, Jabari Parker got hurt, just anybody that comes out of there. The newer classes cuz I mean back in the dude, day they just get hurt. <laughs> Christian Leitner didn't get hurt. Like, right. Back in the day they didn't they didn't get like I said maybe the newer classes, but yeah, yeah. Since since about 2007 and on, yeah, cause man, all the good players they've had, they just they go in the league and they don't last. JJ Redick did fine. Grant Hill did fine. It's just like yeah, JJ Redick did, but he's just a he's just a shooter. Yeah, he's not really banging down low or nothing like that. So, um, but yeah, I just I don't like Gonzaga. I can't. I could. I can't stand Gonzaga. They're just so overrated over here. Everybody loves them because they're the only team that does decent. I just don't think that they're worthy of a number one. They don't play anybody. They they don't even play in the Pac-12. And Arizona oh. would probably put it on them now. And they got that. Uh, who was that kid? The um, the kid that won Pac-12. What did he win the? Uh, was it just Pac-12 or did he win the? The whole like college collegiate player of the year. You talking about Arizona's kid? Yeah. Um. Oh, I can't think of his name. He's a projected top ten pick, though. Is that Benedict um, Math- Mathurin? Yeah, yeah, Benedict thought, Mathurin. That's I thought it. he was bigger than what he uh, he is because I saw a little video of him celebrating and putting his hands out or his arms out while he like walked down towards the tunnel. And he grazed a cheerleader's like chest, and everyone's freaking out. Oh, was it done on purpose or blah blah? And I'm like, <sighs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. I thought we're was... not trying to have another Deshaun Watson thing, all right? right? That's that's a whole other thing. Like, but I thought Benedict was bigger than he is. I thought he was more of a, a forty six six two ten. I thought he was bigger, honestly. But yeah, it's hard to tell on TV though. Yeah. But speaking yeah, those, guys are, those guys are massive in person. Speaking of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, he still ended up in orange. <laughs> I don't understand why they gave up so much for him. Why would you give up three first-round picks when um, Carson Wentz only got like a third uh, what did Matt Ryan go for? Like, nor the quarterback. He went was for like good. a third round pick, I think, too. Not even Russell Wilson netted that much back. We got a first, but that well, we didn't a lot of it has firsts. to do with age. Um, here's my concern about it, though. Yeah, Watson's young, but 
He was out of the league all last year. I have no doubt that he was probably still throwing passes and working out, keeping up, you oh, know, yeah, keeping up with do. his body. But he hasn't had somebody in his face in a whole year. So how's he going to come back and react to that when it starts happening again? Yeah, and it's it, that's is not he going to be just as good as he was? Well, that's not even what it is for me. What it is for me is all the legal issues that he's having. Because like you're giving up three first round picks, okay? For this well, game. that's over though. Yeah, but he can still get suspended. There's yeah, no, he, but there's still he civil could. suits. There's still civil suits that are being that are pending. It's just the big legal criminal suits are done. But he saw civil suits, and if they got Trevor Bauer sitting over here on admin leave after admin leave to where he's pretty much just suspended for like a year and a half at this point, and he didn't even do anything. He got he had a sexual encounter with a woman that they both agreed upon on this little freaky deaky dominatrix stuff, and then she you know, had marks. Of course, you're getting marks when you're getting, you know, whipped and choked out because you asked dude to do that because you're into that kind of thing. I don't know. And so you have marks and you take pictures and say he, like, assaulted you. And it's like, no, there's documentation and text showing that <laughs> you asked for this type of sexual encounter, the whole 50 Shades of Grey kind of crap, and now you want to go back and just use that as to get money and stuff and get this guy in trouble that was like, no, the, that she said, hey, you know, choke me now. Like, <laughs> and he is completely innocent. But the league is still putting him on admin leave and thinking about suspending him. Like, why would you suspend him for having a normal sexual encounter with a woman? Right. Like, that's, well, it's not completely normal. But, like, so you're just going to just suspend athletes once you find out when they have sex with people now like <laughs> it's weird hell they've been doing it for years that's just but they just... always get away with it money gets them out of it yeah look but at I ben mean, roethlisberger you know well, yeah that's one thing but this the bauer situation is completely different like this wasn't like the first instance that that, that it happened that they've had sexual encounters prior and they were similar and and stuff and now she just wants to get, you know, paid. Yeah, and that's what, you know, if you're if you're rich and famous, you got to be careful with that. I mean, that's what they're after. Yeah. They're going to try to trap you. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know, as a I guess I they, mean, he they just the, want the hush money. Yeah. I mean, he kept the text. So, I mean, as as a, you know, superstar pro athlete over here that's making, you know, millions and millions of dollars at I mean, at least he kept the text and be like, what? No, look at these texts that she's sending me. She's literally telling me, I like it when you choke me. I want you to choke me harder. And they have safe words and all this other stuff. So, I mean, I guess he felt he was in the clear considering he had all this documentation. And she tried to come out and say he was, you know, a sexual assault or tried to rape her or do this. Yeah, and that's, that's I don't know, it's a crock of shit. And he's still paying for it. I just think that's stupid. And then you mm -hmm. you get Deshaun Watson over here, who's netting three first round picks and a couple of later picks in years to come. <laughs> and he's not even on admin leave. He's not me. He could go play right now. <laughs> he can go to to train with the team and everything right now. He's he's not. But yeah, Bauer, there's nothing but, going on with yeah, him now. But Bauer can't. He can't go to spring training because he's on admin leave until like mid April. So. I just think it's stupid. Yeah. 
I mean, this is one of those cases where we just got to hope we can trust the system and it'll come through. Yeah, the system's not trustworthy at all. But, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's why I said hope. Yeah, that, that's, oh, Jesus, the justice system. Yeah, let's let's do that. That's a whole nother conversation mm. for later. I don't want to get on a tangent because I can mm -mm. actually, there's a, I have a thought in my head about that justice system and what happened here in Seattle just the other day. But we'll save that for another conversation. Um, but let's get back to the the sports stuff because there's a lot of free agency stuff going on in the NFL and, and baseball. With baseball starting up, we have a draft next Friday. Did you get your keeper stuff set up? Uh, I have not yet. I'm, I've been busy the past couple of days, as you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, I'll probably be getting started on that tomorrow. It should be semi easy. Um, you got until Sunday, so I think most everybody has gotten besides you and maybe my dad. I had a conversation for like two hours the other night with my dad about um, the the keeper stuff, and he's like, I don't understand this. He's like 60-something, so you know how like older guys get when there's something new that they don't get. He was, he was – I could hear him get like frustrated and stuff, so I was like – it's easy, kind of explained it to him. He was picking it up, but it's more of a, a thinking thing now because now you have to think and evaluate the value of the player you're keeping in the round that they're going to be selected in. But he's he's kind of stacked for young pitching and guys who he got in the 25th round. Yeah. I mean, he's got Jesse Winker, Tyler O'Neill. Those guys are all 25th round guys. <laughs> He's got uh, Trevor Rogers from Miami. He selected him in like the 25th round. So <laughs> he's got a lot of evaluation to do. Me, I'm I'm pretty easy. I got like Tatis and Acuna. I got Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler. I mean, but Wheeler's kind of high. I, I would probably maybe take Max over Wheeler. But I got Alec Manoa, and Alec Manoa is a 25th round so keeper also and i'm like do i throw Scherzer back from manoa though so man um, you know as far as my keepers i mean i'm definitely going to keep bo bichette and probably yeah. devers yeah that's like uh, third and fifth round I, I believe just going off the top yeah of i haven't decided on the third one yet i might I might see what's out there and yeah jose ramirez is a second round pick you could always throw them back and just because then you have to look at the draft uh, order. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. You know, if Boba Shett, did he have a dad that played in the MLB? Yeah, Dante. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't positive on that. But... Yes. So if you throw Jose Ramirez back and you want to redraft him, you have a good chance at doing so because you can either redraft him in the first round because you don't have a guy of a first round value so you're gonna have a first round pick anyway and you have the third pick or you can just redraft them in the second round you have the eighth pick but i'm pretty sure the top like three or so guys i, I know my second round picks are already spoken for and i think the next couple guys the second round picks might be spoken for too so you just kind of have to worry about a couple of players in there that might sneak jose ramirez if you don't keep him unless you care i don't know but yeah, I don't know. I, I got a lot of thinking to do about it, but we got a little bit of time. 
And you got all these free agents in, in baseball that it went super crazy. Like the first week or two after the um, the lockout ended, nothing was happening. I thought this was going to be like a, a signing frenzy, like everybody was going to go crazy. But Carlos Correa just fell. He just signed with the Twins like last week. Chris Bryant went to hmm. the Rockies. Like, why do you go to the Rockies? <laughs> like, I don't know. 180 something million dollars to the Rockies, but you don't think that any other team that's more competitive was going to give you the same amount or maybe just a couple million less? You know, I kind of wonder what happened to the Rockies. You know, my Red Sox played them back in, I think it was 08 in the World Series. Well, they, I, I mean, were they a one hit wonder or what? What was the point in even going to the Rockies? They lost Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. And then, so they don't have anything. Both those guys kind of want it out. And then what you, you go to them. I think he just wants to play in Coors Field to pad his stats. Cause honestly, there's I do no too. Other reason to go. Did you not like yeah, the Yeah, he's Giants got that thin air. And he wants to hit them bombs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to make him look a little bit better, but I mean, the, you were with the Giants. Did you not like that organization? They were a winner. You don't think they're going to give you 170, 180 million? Like Seattle would have pretty sure done that. Seattle was looking at him. Seattle's better than Colorado. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are. I mean, they're. I don't know. I think they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he got seven year, 182 million dollars with the the Rockies. Seven million dollars signing bonus. So. That's. What do you think about a uh, Tyreek Hill's deal, 120 oh. mil? For what was it like four years? Yeah, I think so. 30 million a year. Devontae Adams just signed that big contract with the Raiders, and then he uh, he ups him, one ups him. Man, I just. I mean, how much longer are those guys going to be good? They're getting up there in age, you know? Well, how how old is Tyreek Hill? 29, and Devontae Adams is 29, I believe. Uh, So, yeah, 28. He just So, or, Tyreek Hill just turned 28. Oh, he this. just turned... Okay, so he he's the younger one. Yeah, and Devontae is And Adams is... But Adams is, is going to be 30 at the end of this year. Yeah, December that's what 24th, I'm saying. Like, how yeah. how much longer are they going to be at the top of the NFL? Because, you know, that father time catches up. Well, the way these guys, minus Fernando Tatis, takes care of their body, I mean, Russell Wilson spends a million dollars a year on his body. So that longevity. And then, I mean, look at uh, LeBron James. He's like 37 years old, and he's probably still got a few more years to go. Yeah, but he's a freak. But, uh... You know, you, you look at your top players from the past, all right? You know, Champ Bailey was the best corner in the NFL. And he is declined pretty early. Started going downhill, and I'm sure he took care of his body, too, you know? It just, I don't know, it might be a person-to-person thing, too. Yeah, genes and stuff. But also, when Champ yeah. Bailey was playing, technology for medicine and, and stuff was, was different back then. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not near as good now, but... I don't know, man. I mean, it just seems like yeah. I I don't know. I would pay that kind of money for somebody that age. Maybe if they were like, you know, twenty five, twenty six. So what did Devonte get? Like a Justin Jefferson or something? Yeah, Jamar Chase. Dude, yeah. Let's see what did 
But Chase is still on that rookie contract. I think Jefferson is too. Um, and I mean, they're going to get paid whenever they, they get there. But So Devontae only got five years. Okay, so. Five years at 200 mil or something like that, right? He's going to be 30, like, 140. Oh, 140? Yeah, and he got a 19 signing bonus. Looks like 65 is guaranteed. But yeah, so he's going to. He's going to be. 30 35 basically at the end of that contract going into his next contract and then yeah. we, we say Tyreek is going to be about 32 so cuz he got a 4 year right I think his was 4 year yeah might have been 5 but uh, no, I don't know let me like, look actually it says what so wasn't three years. It's right no, here though the, hang the on three, the 3 year was signed a 3 year with the Kansas City Chiefs Four year, hundred twenty million. Yeah, so, and he's in the final year of his three year. He's entering. See, the Chiefs are possibly uh, so going to be, be replacing Ceh. The Chiefs are going to be replacing who? They're possibly going to replace Ceh. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, oh, running back. Yeah. They uh, were... I think they brought Ronald Jones in today. Yeah, they brought Ronald Jones. Or, or they're supposed else. to visit. No, they did. They brought Ronald Jones and um, someone else. Um, I just saw that, too, uh, when I was out <laughs> driving. Um, I'm going to have to go and check that out. But, yeah, Tyreek, he's going to be, like, 34 when that contract ends because he's entering the final year of this three-year. So that's going to be – he'll be 29 next year when his four-year starts. So, yeah, he's going to be, like, 33 then. Almost almost 34. Yeah. Um Where did it go? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now curious to see who the Chiefs are gonna draft. They got an extra first rounder, and I want to know what receiver they're gonna take. Uh, but the, the, it's like 29th. You think there's gonna be much available at that point? Uh, no, they got a, they got a mid first rounder too from the Dolphins. Did they? Yeah, that was part of that trade with Tyreek. They got a first, a second, and a fourth, I think, this year. And then they got a fifth and sixth or something next year. But uh, they they got that extra first rounder. Marquez Valdez Scanting. Scantling. Scanting. Scantling. Oh, he's a receiver. Yeah, that's who they brought in, those two kids from Green Bay. Um yeah, because I, I watched this little thing that uh, this guy makes, and his name's like Tom, and he makes like these little YouTube videos about reaction, fan reactions to what the NFL teams do and stuff like that. And I, apparently the Chiefs turned down the Jets' first round, uh, which was the 10th pick for <laughs> – and he was making a comment like, what, you turned down a 10th pick to go and take a later pick? For Tyreek? Well, you know what's happening is... I mean, I think they got more picks out of Miami, but also they're probably trying to save a little money. You know, they gave Mahomes that half a billion dollar deal. Yeah, they're probably like, oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah, how are we going to afford this? Kind of like the situation the Cowboys are in, you know? They had to get rid of Amari Cooper, Mm -hmm. stay under the cap, and they're going to have to do something with Zeke. Well... The thing with uh, Mahomes, if he does what Tom Brady does like every year, just restructure the contract, and they could just pay it out 
over a couple more years. So turn a 10 year into a 12, 15 years so you can get underneath the cap. I mean, Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid from like the Mets every year. And he hasn't been in the league in 20 years or something like that. I know that's, that is the best contract of all time. Yeah. Griffey is the (laughs) sixth highest paid player on the Reds team this year. Yeah, that is nuts. So why just, I mean, if you want to stand underneath the cap to keep your, your team in intact right now and keep Tyreek Hill, because honestly, I think um, Patrick Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill, he's it's he's going to suffer. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Gonna he's still got Kelsey, but dude, he's got to have that other weapon. Without Tyreek Hill and how fast and elusive <clears throat> he is and explosive, I don't think they beat the Bills. Last Man, year, I, don't, I, don't I, I, I don't think they beat the I don't think they I mean, bills. I'm I'm kind of with you, but at the same time, dude, I ain't ever seen an NFL team give up a score to a team in 13 seconds and no timeouts. Well, like, how do you do that? The Rams, <laughs> I mean, the Rams turn around and do it to Tampa Bay. Uh, I know. Um, well, that was Cam Akers, though. Five fumbles. Well, no, that wasn't. I mean, he. Uh, it was Cup. They threw oh, the no, no, no. The Tampa Bay game? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's how the Rams won. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about, like, that game, the only reason that Tampa Bay ever came back, though, was because of, of uh, yeah, five fumbles from Akers. I missed a lot of that uh, game. I don't remember what I was doing. But um, I was talking to somebody about, well, it's Tom Brady. Watch him come back. <laughs> and then they and did. When, and when I turned it back on, I texted him. I was like, oh, my God, it's a three-point game. Oh, my God, Tampa Bay just tied the game up. <laughs> Tom Brady. Like, that's, yeah. So, but yeah, like I, said, I, I don't, I don't think if I mean they shut down Tyreek Hill for a lot of the game, and that's why the the Bills were winning. And then Tyreek broke loose and literally willed them back into the game at the end there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, if it, if they don't have Tyreek Hill, I do not think they beat the Bills last year. And the Bills got better too. They added Vaughn Miller. Like, oh, would, they added a few people. I would have liked to see them add another receiver. I don't think they have a receiver that is like, I mean, Stefan Diggs, but. You, you want to know what I think kept the Bills out of the Super Bowl last year, though? Missing Tredavious White. And I was tore his ACL. Where he was at. Yeah, he tore his ACL. But when you got. You know, possibly, I mean, one one of the top two corners in the league yeah. out yeah. all year. Like, that hurts. Yeah, I was wondering Not why. Not everybody can play corner, man. That's a tough spot. Yeah, he's and he's the best, one of the best in, in the game. But, I mean, they re-signed Isaiah McKenzie, and then um, they got, oh, what's his name? I thought they got another running back, too. Uh, Duke Johnson, if that's, if you count that. Let me let me they see. They signed OJ Howard. Oh no no that was it. Yeah the oh, tight end. The tight end. Okay, but they still team. got Dawson Knox though. Howard yeah. ain't gonna play over him. Knox is a stud. But why didn't they just go get another receiver? Like they have Allen Robinson that's out there, and then Amari Cooper is out there. Was it Isaiah Hodgins that was doing work at the end of that Kansas City game? But I mean, you can't really, mm-hmm. you can't really like rely on who's. I mean, who's Isaiah Hodgins? You know, like he had like 200 yards receiving in that game and stuff like that, and like three TDs. But you have Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, 
Isaiah Hodgins, and then you got two solid tight ends, but there's no like playmaker on that team. Like, where's your Amari Cooper? Where's your Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson? I think his, on the Bills. Yeah, I think Josh Allen. Yeah, you got Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's one guy, and he's didn't even do anything in that Kansas City game. He had like 14 yards receiving. I'll tell you what I think hurts them a lot, though, is they keep switching between like a two running back system between Singletary and uh, Zach Moss. They need to find them one solid one. Their um, their running game is is weak too. They did get a, yeah, it's terrible. A lineman though to like help their protection there for um, but Singletary is not that good of a running back. So, no, I, Zach Moss is better than he is. Like they need to, I don't know. Their the offensive weapons are lacking severely for Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, they're one stud away. You yeah. know, if they if they, they hit in the draft or something, they they'd be a, fine. They need but... a running back and another receiver. Because I mean, I think they they can take McKenzie and Hodgins in the uh, as a three four guy, and then they can they got those two tight ends and stuff. But those are all secondary weapons. And honestly, Stephon Diggs on a lot of teams is a second receiver. He's not even a, a number one guy. I, I feel like he's just a secondary weapon. He's not the guy, you know? I think it would depend on the team uh, and who they got. Like, if he – man, I'll tell you, Minnesota's offense would be fucking great if they had Diggs and uh, Jefferson, which – Man, they almost got to play together, but that's sick. That's wicked. Yeah, that would have been that would have been nice. Cause Stephon, I feel like Stephon Diggs needs that number one on the other side of him to be like extra productive. They, I don't think he can do it all on his own. Oh, everybody does. No, not everybody does. Justin Jefferson don't. I guess he got Thielen. He doesn't. Well, he's got Thielen. Thielen's really solid. But uh, look at, you know, Tyreek Hill had Kelsey to take the pressure off of him. But who does Jamar or, Chase or have? Or Kelsey had Hill. I mean, either way, look at that. Who, who does Jamar Chase have? <laughs> T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins is not that good. Higgins that guy, is great. Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's an NFL player, but he's... No, I mean, he's he's top 15 wide receiver. I don't know. I don't know if he's a top 15 receiver. I think he excels because he has Jamar Chase. Mm, I don't know. He did good without Chase, too. I'm telling you, he's really good. But here's the thing about Chase, though, is although he had a great year, I'm not sure he's going to do that every year. Because if you watched like where most of his yards and touchdowns came from, they were like 80-yard touchdowns, 75-yard touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was always a busted play, like a corner try to dive and swat a ball and missed or a corner slipped or you know what I mean? Yeah, but like a lot of them were fluky. Well, they also have much more protection this year. <laughs> they, they got, uh, Karras, that center, they upgraded that center. Then they got Capus from the guard from Tampa and Lael Collins, the tackle from Dallas. So they, they beefed up that line a lot. I was upset. That oh they, yeah. That's they, a good thing. Yeah. I was upset. They didn't get, uh, Taron Armstead, and I'm like, why would you not go for Taron Armstead? You literally have Leo Collins and Taron Armstead on each side of you, and now you have, you know, your interior line uh, lineman, the guard and center that you just uh, signed, and now you could just go takes a lot of pressure off you in the draft. Just go get another guard in the draft, but now you have two 
holes on your line that you have to try to like, I don't know. I would have been making hey, a huge push. For I'm, I'm a Bengals fan, and I'll tell you this. Are you? Yeah. I am happy with what Zach Taylor is doing. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they just went to the Super Bowl, and now they up their uh, offensive line. What I didn't like that they didn't do, they didn't go get anything on the defensive side of the ball. Like, no. You signed Eli. You re-signed Eli Apple. Yeah, he's awful. You but their it? two safeties are really good, though. Von Bell and uh, Jesse Bates. Yeah, they're they're okay. They're not Justin Reed. They Justin Reed was sitting out there. You could have grabbed him. You could have grabbed. I mean, Matthew was still was was sitting out there. J.C. Jackson was sitting out there. Um, but the guy. I mean, you need. Why not go for uh, Bobby Wagner or Ingram that Kansas City released? They got you know Akeem Hicks. You got you know some impact pass rushers. I mean, I would, if I was the Cincinnati Bengals, I'd go get Bobby Wagner. Um, it wouldn't be a bad pickup if they ran a two middle linebacker system though. Logan Wilson's pretty good, but I'll tell you where they need help. They need help on the defensive line and they need another corner. They definitely need a corner. Yeah. Really bad. I don't know if Joe Hayden is the answer. I'm just thinking about what's left, but they got Stefan Gilmore that they could go after. Panthers I, I think, uh, yeah, but I think he's done. To be honest, I, really? like I don't, I don't think he'll be what he was for the Patriots. Well, I, I mean, I think he's gonna be what, like he, decent. He's gonna be better than anything that the, the Bengals have now, though. Mm. Who, who's the, who's the Bengals have at defensive back as a corner that is better than Stephon Gilmore? <sighs> It's hard to say any of them are better than him, but because I mean, he, he he could just sign him to a two three year deal, and when he isn't the you know that guy anymore, you can just slide him over and use him less. Mm, I mean, he's a stopgap until you, you get know, something in the next year or two. Awuzie didn't do bad. Last year, he had a pretty good year, and I think they got him from uh, Dallas. Well, I think maybe the free agency, but he came from Dallas. Apple sucks. Yeah. He's uh, garbage. Hargraves, he's never, he didn't ever live up to the hype. That's why you put uh, Stefan Gilmore over there at the, the two. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't hurt, so but not... at the same time, I'm just like, Ugh. Well, <laughs> it's a, it's a stopgap. You don't really have anything left on defensive backs. Like I said, you got Joe Hayden left, Stephon Gilmore. Like, all these guys are in decline. Stephon Gilmore is the best that they could do. I mean. Yeah, that's the Hayden, best with what's left. Best yeah, of le- what's left. And he's yeah. got the longest life in him from what's left, too. I don't think Joe Hayden's going to last as many years left as Stefan. No, 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 no. So like I said, you can maybe try to sign him. He's been out there for this long. See if he'll do a two, three year deal and then move on. From I would, him. I would maybe give him a two year deal. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'd give him three, but well, I mean, if you, cause you, give you, can, three, you can go find somebody else within three. If you give him three, you can just slide him into the, the nickel or dime and have him. That might be where I'd use him a nickel deal with the that would help a lot he so can take apple spot yeah so you don't have to worry <laughs> about dealing with the uh i mean he'll be better than apple in in 
next year or the year after at that spot. So why not? Yeah, Apple. Like awful. I said, he's he's just a stopgap at this point. They should just send him back to New York. Sign someone next year, or draft someone and have them uh, develop over another year or two. I think, like I said, I think Stefan Gilmore is just a, a stopgap at this point for them, and he's better than what they have, and he can be impactful for for that defense. There's not much left on as defensive backs. I mean, I mean, look at what's left for defense. You know, backs. as far as the draft goes, I would like to see them draft a lineman in the first round. Yeah, I mean, Joe they, Burrow, that they're committed to him, you know. Well, look at and all then, the people that they signed. It shows that they're I know, I know, but it's always good to have another. Because, I mean, if you if you watch that Super Bowl, dude, that Rams defense was in his face every play. If he would have had half a second longer on that last play of the game, they score. Because uh, Ramsey was laying on the ground. Jamar Chase was running wild. Yeah. Um... See, they just, I mean, they released Trey Waynes. He's 29. Gilmore's 31. Joe Hayden's 32. Uh, they got Chris Harris. Chris Harris isn't bad. He's 32, but he's not bad. Harris is solid. Patrick Peterson. Xavier Peterson Rhodes. was a great athlete. Xavier, Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes. AJ mm-hmm. Bowie. 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 Bowie, no. Bowie. Josh Norman. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Jason McCourty. Like, there's not many guys left that you can really. But they, I mean, all the guys that I named are pretty much better. Boy, than boy yeah, yeah that, those are the tough ones. I would, I would take uh, a couple of those really. Yeah. For a fill-in for like yeah. two years. Yeah, like I said, oh, they're, yeah. better, they're better than what they they got now. Like I said, Boye's. I wouldn't want Hayden, but I, I would take Gilmore, and I would take uh, Boye. I would take Harris for sure. Yeah. Harris is solid. Janoris Jenkins, Jesus, he's old, thirty-three. No, Xavier, Xavier Rhodes, Boye. I would take Xavier Rhodes. Jimmy Smith is old. Um. Yeah, I'd take. I'd probably take Stephon Gilmore and Chris. Yeah, Harris. corners' lifespans aren't that long. I mean, no. that's the toughest position in football to play. Mm-hmm. I said. I mean, Chris Harris. And that wears Stephon your Gilmore, body out. Xavier Rhodes and Boye. I would take a couple of those guys, honestly, because I mean, Boye's thirty. He's the youngest kid, so their offense is loaded. Though, if they get that line fixed they, with Higgins, Chase, Boyd. I got Auden Tate as another option. They got to find a tight end, but uh, Mixon in the backfield. Yeah, I think those. Um, yeah, their tight end just got signed by the Jets. Why would you leave yeah. the Super Bowl team to go to the Jets? <sighs> you got me there. <laughs> I know we we're talking about. <laughs> I couldn't money. think you're of like, any oh, fucking I reason. To, but... I don't want to win. I want money. But you go to the Jets. Well, the NFL is different though because. You know, they can't get those big-ass contracts those MLB players get unless you're a quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, in the MLB, I wouldn't care. If I, if I went to a team that wasn't going to win the World Series, but they're paying me $300 million, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. In the NFL, yeah. if you're a tight end, especially with Zama, you know, he's not even a top tight end. No, he's not. I ain't leaving the fucking Bengals no. to go to the Jets. No. Ain't happening. Not a, not a chance. Not after we just went to the Super Bowl. 
But who knows what happens behind the scenes, though? You know, they may not have been able to come to a dis or some kind of agreement on a contract. He's like, no, I want a little more money and maybe another year. And they're like, no, you're this old, and we don't know what's going to happen with you in two years. I'm looking at. I don't even know how old he is, but uh, I mean, he's not super old, but yeah. I'm gonna go look, but I'm looking at the market value right now for. He's 29. He's 29. Stephon Gilmore, and they said uh, I was looking at like Darius Slay, Joe Hayden, Kyle Fuller, Logan Ryan's contracts and length and what they're valued at and average salary and stuff. So the calculated value is a two-year deal, 25 mil. And you're getting 12.7. Dude, think about how loaded that fucking AFC West is right now. Oh my god, really? The Chargers with all the moves <laughs> they just made. Azama's 29. I mean, they got Khalil Mack, JC Jackson. Yeah, I, I like, like Herbert. Dude, they're for real. <laughs> I like Herbert. That's oh me too. Be a nasty. And a, Herbert's a my boy. West. They re-signed Mike Williams. That's a nasty. That's the AFC West is gonna be stupid nasty, and then like Devonte Adams is getting repaired with his collegiate quarterback. Did you have you seen Devonte Adams' uh, college numbers? College highlights? No, just his numbers in college. No, I've never seen his numbers. I've seen his highlights though. Bro, he was a beast. I, so I was looking a few weeks ago, um, like what he he got drafted in the second round. I'm like, okay, well. Like why would where did he go? Like he went to Fresno State, so it's like okay, mm-hmm. well maybe that's why or whatever. And I was just looking at his like college numbers. I'm gonna bring them up real quick, and I'm like, Seattle passed on Devonte Adams in in the second round and picked up. Uh, oh my gosh, I his name just left my head right as I was about to say his name. Um, Oh my gosh, now I gotta go look. His name just left my head. Uh, when did he... So, Devontae Adams. So, in 2012, he had 1,300 yards and 14 TDs. In 2013, he had 1,700 yards and 24 TDs. Yeah. And... and That's wicked. Car, car's throwing him the ball. <laughs> He's... I He might go off. Let me see. Here, let me pull up. He was in the 2013 draft, right? Uh, or 2014, I mean. Uh, yeah. That's why he played in 2013. So it would have to 2014. be 2014. Okay, so it's like 2014 draft. Paul. It's like Paul or Phil. What, who did Seattle get? Paul Richardson. You passed oh. up Devontae Adams for Paul Richardson and Devontae Adams just came off a 1,724 TD year. What are you doing? That ought to make you sick, huh? Damn, Khalil Mack was in that class. Jimmy G, Devontae Freeman. And oh, that I, was Jadavian Clowney's year. I didn't even like Paul Richardson when we drafted him. I'm like, he's a six foot, 180 pound little guy from Colorado. Like, what? Let's see what his college stats were over there in Colorado. 500 yards, 500 yards, 6 and 5 TDs, and then he had 1,310 TDs. So you passed up a 1,300-yard, 14-TD guy, 1,700-yard, 24-TD for a guy who first two years had 500 yards and 5 or 6 TDs and finally hit 1,000 yards and only had 10 TDs in college. 
<laughs> like here, hang on, hang on. Check this out, though. So Let, let's just not even talk about just Seattle. Philadelphia oh, yeah. takes Jordan Matthews. Yeah. Jacksonville takes Marquise Lee. Uh, let's see. Carolina took Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, Brandon Cooks, which he was decent. Brandon Cooks yeah. was decent. So Odell Beckham the, Jr. was in that class. Well, Mike Evans. Yeah, but Beckham went in the first round. Mike Evans went in the first round. Sammy Watkins yeah, went yeah. in the first but round. But you're talking about all these guys taken before Devontae Adams. That's crazy how that Kelvin works ben, out, isn't like it? Kelvin Benjamin came from Florida State, and he was a monster. I mean, you didn't know he was going to be was a, just a huge. bust like that. Dude was a monster. 6'5". Bro, like, yeah, he, that's hard they to thought, up. Well, they thought he was going to be a Calvin Johnson, and yeah. I'm sorry, there's just not another Calvin Johnson. No, but I mean, Marquise Lee, he was, I remember him coming out of college, he was pretty good. But then, yeah, Jordan Matthews, Paul Richardson, and then Devontae Adams. I mean, Mike Evans was, ended up being okay. Well, yeah. I wonder who the best player out of this whole draft was. And Marquise Lee didn't have – he was, like I said, coming out of college, he was good. He had 1,100 yards and 11 TDs, and he had 1,714 TDs. Um, and then he had 791 and four TDs in his last year. But still. I wouldn't – I would actually ha – I'd have to say Devontae Adams is the best – player out of this whole draft class player? i mean that include yeah when the best player mac? overall i would take adams over mac would you though <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that's that's tough i mean it look is what, tough look what detroit but... did they went and got eric ebron a tight end <laughs> but khalil mac didn't do shit for chicago you know what i mean he he did great at uh oakland or well, now vegas but you know when when they traded him to chicago he didn't do much for him that's why he's gone. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, I felt like he, I mean, he had 12 and a half, eight and a half, nine and six. He only had like, yeah, he just, he declined. Tackles. Yeah. Well, I mean, he went from 70 something tackles to 50 tackles and he was getting like, his sacks 10, went 11, down 15 to 12 and a half, you know, eight and a half, nine. Maybe they just used him differently. Last year, I mean, edge rusher. I mean, they had, Wait, did they use him as an edge rusher though? I didn't really watch a lot of. Sometimes, I mean, not not every time, but a lot of times they did. They, they used them similar to Oakland, not exactly the same, but I don't know. Because they had uh, who was a kid from um, Georgia? Had, no, was a, that kid. Who was a kid from uh, Chicago that had um, like what do you have like eighteen? sacks or 20 sacks or something like that uh it's not a key mix it's the other kid that they have when i robert quinn oh yeah robert quinn from uh, north carolina so i mean he's eating up all the all the sacks kid had 18 and a half sacks yeah that's that's a pretty good year and then you got akeem hicks he's not a, a bad you know pass rusher so I mean, they had a lot of pass rushers, so maybe they just didn't use him. Yeah, maybe he rotated in a lot, too. I mean, I don't know. I've just seen his numbers, and I'm like, man. Yeah, yeah. They went way down. How how does that happen? You know what I mean? But at the same time... Sometimes it's good to stay where you're at. Yeah. Like, uh, look at Jamal Adams and the way he was used in that Jets defense it made him look a, a lot better because when he came to seattle he didn't necessarily 
do the, the same either. He was good. No, was no, no, no. Jamal Adams. But on the other, on the flip side of that too, I think Jamal Adams would have been better at Seattle if they're a, a defensive coordinator, secondary coach, the the one that went to Oakland. Yeah. Uh, if he didn't leave, the one that started the Legion of Boom. Uh, Gus. Oh. His name's Gus something. Gus. Uh, I can't think of his last name. I don't know. Gus Bradley. Yeah, Gus Bradley. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. If if he didn't leave, I think I think Adams tears it up in that secondary. Yeah, and again, it's all in how you're used because um, our defense, our offense was completely different after uh, Gus left and after. Um, so oh, everything offense. changed. What, That's what happens, though, changed. man. Good coaches, they, they get Quinn. offers that they can't turn down and go. Yeah, Dan Quinn left. Yep. So like, <clears throat> a lot of things changed when <clears throat> he left and Gus left. So, and the Legion of Boom, they were kind of a one-hit wonder for a couple of years because Brandon Browner left and he didn't do shit. When he left, I think he went to like New England, right? Brandon Brenner had that one year with Seattle and left, and he didn't do shit. Yeah. And Richard Sherman left, and he didn't really do anything either. Uh, everybody that left off of that team, they did absolutely nothing. nothing. Byron Maxwell left. Yeah, he went to Eagles. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Earl Thomas like was never the same after those. Earl Thomas was years. injured. Yeah. He got injured pretty bad, and he was done. Um, Cam Chancellor, he Chancellor was a stud, but yeah, but dude, he couldn't, he couldn't guard a tight end to save his life. No, but he also that dude had so many concussions that yeah, he he ended up <laughs> he couldn't play much longer anyway. Uh, yeah, he ended up uh, fizzing out, but <clears throat> that was a hard hitting mother sucker right yeah, there, though. Yeah, he, he he hit um the Niners tight end uh. I think uh, the two two hardest hitting safeties I've ever seen were him and Sean Taylor. Uh, Sean Taylor, I remember when he died. Man, I know that was a bad day. That's my favorite player of all time. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I was talking to um, some friends, and because he his house got broken into or whatever, and they were like, "Oh, he he just got the shot in the leg." That's that's another yeah, hit an artery. Right? I was like, I mean, just because he got shot in the leg, does it, it's still serious? You still got shot. And there's stuff in your body, like, I mean... Your legs is full of arteries, dude. Yeah, like, you could get shot in in the leg, and you could die the next day. Like, it's not a for sure thing. And he died the next day, and I was like... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he lost so much blood. Yeah. That was absolutely ridiculous. But that kid, man, that kid was arguably the best safety in the league. You know, something I always wondered... In history... I wonder, I wonder what happened to that USC kicker, the one that he killed himself. He jumped off a cliff. His name was Mario something. Uh, what kicker for USC? Mario something. What, what do you, Mario Danello? Yeah, Mario Danello. He he killed himself. He jumped off a cliff or something. 
wonder. So, what's your question? Because you kind of like sound like you answered your question. <laughs> well, whatever happened no, to that guy? He jumped off no, the I mean, I mean, That's I want to know like why he did that though. Oh, like what? You know what I, drove him to that? He he had a good career in front of him. Dude was solid. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, he. I mean, I guess everybody's got their demons, but yeah, that, that dude was about to go to the league and get paid. Yeah, no, I have no idea, because he didn't hit the league, so I don't. I mean, I don't really follow college kickers, <laughs> so I don't. I follow them all, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I I don't even. I never even really heard of this Mario Danello kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a kicker. Unless you, like, really follow, like, every player, you know what in, I mean? It's hard college, to. I don't really even pay attention to kickers anyway until <clears> they <throat> hit the league and, and stuff like that because college kickers aren't really that good to begin with. So. Some of them are. It's, but then they hit the very, league and then they suck. Like a very the, percentage. Like, kicking game is not a, a strong suit for teams at all in college it's like the, the buccaneers you know they spent the second rounder on robert aguayo or whatever from florida state <laughs> then he couldn't make anything <laughs> like how do you go from not ever missing to just missing everything you kick like what happened to you <laughs> in, a... in an off season <laughs> so so when I went to WSU, the the kicker over there was like the cockiest motherfucker, right? And he goes to like kicking schools and like kicking camps and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. He was so trash, but he was so cocky. It was freaking hilarious. Um, but Evan McPherson, though. McPherson's good. Yeah. He's really solid. Although... I do hold my breath every time he goes to kick a ball, though. Why? <laughs> just because, uh, I don't know, just a couple of games this year, it just, I, I always get this feeling. When it comes down to a late field goal, it really doesn't matter who's kicking. It would be Dan Bailey, you know, when he was in his prime with the Cowboys. It, dude, or Justin Tucker, it doesn't fucking matter. Just any time it comes to a late field goal, I'm just like, oh, God. Because <laughs> I always got this feeling they're going to miss it. <laughs> And then it goes through, and I'm like, okay. I, I don't know. I wasn't feeling that at all. When McPherson came up there in the playoffs, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, we're good. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, did you watch the Green Bay and Cincinnati game this year? Uh, like, when both get, kickers. get those games. And I don't have oh, man, both kickers. Uh, what's his name from Green Bay? Kicked at Colorado. Mason Crosby. Oh, yeah. Him yeah. and Crosby. Dude, they missed, like, three kicks apiece at the end of the game to win. I know. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I don't. I don't have that. Uh, it was. It was a clown show. Or, I, don't, I don't have Dish Network's NFL thing. I don't have Dish. So I don't have Comcast's Red Zone. As I'm falling out out of my chair, the chair rolled out from underneath me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lean too far forward. But um, uh, I. I I can't wait for our, our baseball draft, honestly. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, mean, I got a bunch of drafts this month coming up. Well, I got a draft this Saturday, and then we have the MLB draft, and then right after the NFL draft, I have uh, two rookie drafts to do, and then I'll have my uh, redraft leagues for fantasy coming up in 
in August. So I can't wait this for uh, this week. Exciting couple months. This weekend's basketball games too. UNC, UCLA. I so want Gonzaga to lose. Manic but, better not get ejected this time. Oh, so mad at the refs. I, I, they were like, oh, because he hit him with the elbow in the face. But all he was doing was just boxing out. Like, sometimes the elbow slips. Like, if it's intentional, I get it. But you can't say that was intentional. Yeah, it was questionable. He didn't, like, look back and try to, like, smack him. He just put his body into him and then put his hands up to, to box out like you normally do. Uh, well, you know, there's games tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, tomorrow, Friday. There's Saturday. there's one upset I want to see tomorrow. Uh, which one is that? Arkansas over Gonzaga. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I mean, Gonzaga I want, was getting... I want Gonzaga gone, dude. Yeah, me too. Memphis was putting it on Gonzaga, and then they, they came back in the, in the second half. They only won by four, but Memphis was putting it on them. How about uh, how about an 11 seed and a 10 seed making it as far as they have? They're playing each other to advance again. Oh, Iowa State. Iowa State, Miami. Miami. Yeah. Miami was in the ACC tournament. They were the fourth seed. Yeah, but that was the ACC was pretty weak this year. Uh, Duke, of course, probably well, top team, does, and then Virginia Tech pulls the upset. How them. does Virginia Tech? <laughs> Win okay, look Virginia Tech. Win the ACC and then go out in the first round. <laughs> well, no, they didn't. They didn't even go in the first round. So look, Virginia Tech uh, beats the top three seeds of the ACC tournament in a row. Wins the yeah. ACC tournament and doesn't even make. They're in the NIT. They don't even make the the big dance. No, they made the big dance. They got no, beat out in the first round. No, they did not. They did uh... not make, because I looked, and I was like, I wonder what rank they're at, because I was like, okay, well, what if UNC won it? What would their seed be? And let, me, let me go look real quick. I'm Virginia, pretty sure they did. No, Virginia Tech is in the NIT. Let's see here. Are they really? Mm -hmm. So they beat Notre Dame, then they beat UNC, and then they beat Duke. And they beat them no, all. No, they lost it. They lost to Texas. Yeah, they're they're in the big bracket. They lost to Texas first round. Why did it say NIT when I looked? I uh, don't know. I'm showing them in the big bracket right here yeah, though. This that... one shows them in that too. But when I when I looked uh, in the in the first round to see where they're at, it showed them they were in the NIT. So they beat Notre Dame by seven. But I mean they they beat uh, North Carolina by thirteen. Then they beat. Um, Duke by 15. I, I was like, why did it show in it? But now my, my point's invalid. because You, you want to know what's funny? Make ID, so. Is I, I picked Virginia Tech to win the first round against Texas too, and then they lose it. <laughs> After beating Duke and them, and then they lose it. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, they didn't just beat Duke. <laughs> they literally beat the top three seeds in a row to win the ACC tournament, and they all beat them. Pretty much by double-digit numbers. Like, besides Notre what Dame, the hell is going on with North Carolina, though? Why are they not as good as they were just a couple of years ago? Well, like, um, I mean, they're—I I see the recruiting. They're getting good recruits, but man, it's like they ain't panning out or something. I don't know. North Carolina—they—they they have teams where they don't really even hit the top twenty-five rankings and stuff like that. This is nothing new. Yeah, but they're a basketball blue blood, like. Yeah, 
so it's kind of disappointing, I know, but I mean, I like it when they're good. I, I like all the like a couple years ago. You know, were, Kentucky played good. North Carolina in that tournament, and I was just like, yeah. They were they were good, like, uh, just as good as Duke basically this year. Notre Dame was fifteen and five. They were fifteen and five, and Duke was sixteen and four in conference. Um, well, yeah, they were in conference play, but 30, national play they weren't. Overall, thirty and six for Duke, twenty six and nine. I mean, it's only. Three games difference, and I mean UNC just beat Baylor. Yeah, that, they were blowing Baylor out, and they should, that should have continued to happen. Dude, they were up by what, like twenty eight or some shit. I mean, what? Twenty five when Manic went out, and Manic was on fire. The kid had like twenty six points when he got. Uh, yeah, he had twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Ejected up by twenty five. He gets ejected for some bullshit. They should just give him like a flagrant one and like a warning or something like that. He did not mean to do that. And then the refs go buck fucking crazy on Baylor and just gave him every call in the world, and they literally came back all because of refs calls. It was yeah, it was pretty awful. I, I watched that game up there too. And like I would. You can't even argue with me, like not you personally, but like anybody. They, they can't be like, oh, refs don't control that. You can blame the refs, blah, blah, blah. You can ask anybody and go on like Twitter or whatever, and you can like ask anybody. Everybody was pissed off about those, uh, the refs in that UNC Baylor game. Like everybody was commenting on it. You know, NBA players, I think Kevin Love commented on it. There was announcers commenting on it on Twitter and stuff like that. People were pissed. Oh, I bet. That game should have never been like that. Like it was the same thing as the damn Super Bowl. They throw four flags yes, the whole bro. game until until the Rams needed it. <sighs> and they like flag every play. And they're like, oh well it was it was a makeup call because um was it Jamar Chase pulled down it wasn't T it was Higgins. T Higgins. I want to say T Higgins, but someone when I had that conversation, it was Jamar Chase in my head. I was like, that wasn't Jamar Chase. That was Higgins. No, it was no, Higgins. So, so Higgins accidentally pulls him down by the, the face mask, or you don't know how much he's even pulling him down because those guys are strong, but, like, come on. Um, yeah, it never looks like it's very hard on, on yeah. video or on Cause, TV. Because, I mean, but... yeah, he wasn't, like, grabbing it with his fingers. It was just a few fingers on tips of his fingers, and he, like, kind of pulled him. He didn't grab it. Might have been more of an acting job, to be honest. Yeah, but, I mean, so his fingers got caught up in the face mask. He went to the ground. If you're gonna call a uh, replacement call, like a makeup call, you, you can't wait until do they that need in the last minute of the game. Yeah. To put the team up. Because that was the first play after halftime. Yeah, like you had all of the third quarter and early fourth is when you make that makeup call. Mm-hmm. You don't make that makeup call with a minute, minute and a half to go, where it puts the other team in position to score and win the game. And in the biggest game it. of the year. Yeah, in the biggest game of the year when it was a good game up to that point, and you just completely ruined it within the last minute and a half. Yep. It was so dumb. And then uh, that makeup call wasn't even it, – it, it wasn't even a, a call. Like, he didn't even – that was not pass interference or anything. Like, you said the guy's name earlier. Now I can't remember it. The white – Higgins or Ramsey? No, no, no. The white, the white kid. Uh, the, the linebacker. Um, oh, said, Logan Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. He's the one that they got called on. And he yeah. just made a good play and smacked He the did. Ball he down. swatted the ball down. He did not. He timed have, it perfect. Yeah, he was there. Like, that was not 
Well, and then the Rams on uh, fourth down again, they throw a ball in the end zone, they call it again. Yeah. And And I'm like, dude. So when they they threw the the flag, I originally thought that they were going to call holding because the the Rams linemen held, but they didn't call it on on them. And I was like, come on, really? And I can't stand a liberal-ass team winning anything. I don't want them motherfuckers <laughs> in California rooting for shit. All right. Oh. It was just absolutely ridiculous. That's another story, though. What do you mean another story? The oh, stuff. that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another conversation. I just, he, Logan Wilson made such a good play on that. He gets a bullshit call. And everyone was like, oh, that was a makeup call. Well, was it, or were they just pretty much play, you know, paid to, to pull that shit. Like, who knows if that was even the makeup call? Because why would you make a makeup call that late in the game? Like, after a certain point, you're like, well, we made a bad call earlier. We can't we can't do anything about it now. Like, it's too close to the end of the game to where it's going to be a decisive call, and we can't do that. You can't make a makeup call a decisive call. Right. Just... That's that's messing with the game, man. You know, I've seen a few bad calls in all my little sports years, but I can't I can't think of a worse call than the 2002 national championship, Ohio State Miami. Miami's got the lead. They just uh, corner made a great play on the Ohio State receiver, and it's fourth down. I mean, to win the game, and they call pass interference on them. And I think it, it might have been the worst call I've ever seen. I was a junior in high school. The, the Fiesta Bowl? Uh, yeah, that yeah, sounds right. January 3rd, 2003. That was literally after my 19th birthday. So, man, that was a while ago. It was 20 years ago for me. I don't know how fucking shoot. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh, dude, just YouTube it. Just oh, that 2002 yeah. Ohio State and Ohio just watch State that last Miami. play. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it might be the worst call I've ever seen. Um, Ohio State, Miami. I'm going to Ohio State versus Miami. 02 National Championship. Fiesta uh, Type in pass interference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, videos. Pass interference call. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually bring it up on stream. So. Give me a second. Um, Got to make sure. Is it not? I got it right here on my phone too. I'm trying to pull it up on stream, but it's not. Uh... Why doesn't it? Um... I can only see half of it. I don't understand why. Well, it's... There's a few different videos of it, but. Well, no, on my on my stream, I can only. Uh, for some reason, it's cutting off. half of the yeah it's cutting off like half of the, the I don't know how to format it 
So whatever. I guess I'll just not watch it on stream. I'll have to format that later. Right. Man, but I'm I'll I'm watch. telling you, it was it was awful. <laughs> Ohio State has the ball fourth and three on the five yard line. If they don't convert, Miami wins in our ground national championships. It was a big story for a while. I'm watching this thing right now. So Ohio State, <clears throat> this is terrible. Uh, Graphics. Yeah. Yeah. It's old. <laughs> <clears throat> Sharp. Who was on this? Krenzel. I don't even remember some of these players. Craig Kenzel. I'm trying to remember the players. So they Maurice talk. Claret. I remember. Chris Gamble was a. He was a corner for Ohio State, I think. They called. I have to. I have to watch it. Um, on the replay, they call him pass interference, but. It looked like he had him like wrapped up and tied up, so I don't watch it a little closer. <laughs> yeah, I mean it did take a while for the flag to come in. Thank you, drivers. So here's the I mean he was all over him. Mm, I don't know, I disagree. I think he timed it perfect. I mean he wasn't even looking at the ball though. But yeah, so they're talking about okay. The bot he, but there's a lot of hand play also in that. I mean that was that was pretty close. There's a lot of hand play in there. I think it's it's about I'm almost to the point in the video where it's going to pull it up on replay. I mean he's not, so he's not. Like, but in fast time, that's that's hard, like, to make that, not make that call. So he's jamming him off the line. If you, but if you're looking, the flag came from the back judge. And if you're looking from his point of view... It literally looks like he's like wrapped around the guy. You know, he's not held. It's it's tough. Yeah, he doesn't have his arms wrapped around him, but when I first watched it, it Yeah, did. watch the replay. Watch yeah, the replay. Yeah, yeah dude, he yeah. he plays when, it perfect. When you watch the replay, yeah, you can watch it slow and you can see that his hands aren't around him. But when you watch it like in real time, in real time, yeah, it's it, weird. It looks like he's all over him. And that's what the rest are looking at though. 
So he throws the ball, and the refs are looking like he's all over him. Because at first it does look like he's stumbling to the ground, and he's got his arms wrapped around him, and he's got his head in dude's chest. But on the replay, it actually shows he's got his arms to the side around him, but they're not, like, hugging him. They're not touching him. And then he grabs him after the ball hits dude's hands. Yeah, he so, timed it perfect. Yeah, but you're, you you got to watch it on, like, real time, though. Yeah, but they also have the ability to go watch the replay, too. Back then, they didn't do They didn't have that back then. Uh, they had replay back then. They had replay. Yeah. But they didn't... So they didn't... Uh, they couldn't, like, consult replay back then like they can now. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't know. I, I think the flag shouldn't have ever been thrown. There's there's not a, a challenge flag <laughs> to throw back then. Like there is now. And I don't That's know, true. I don't even know if you can challenge that today. No, I think you can... I don't know. You might be able to today. They've changed so many rules that I don't even know anymore. Because they change them every year, yeah. seems like. I don't know. I've seen that replay a thousand times, and I'm just telling you, I'm like, dude, that's a terrible call. <laughs> that's that's a, it's an iffy call, but I don't know if you can... Not you sure. can't justify the pass interference, you know? It's, it's tough. That's close, but it's tough. But... Well, my wife is headed home, sir. I'm about to hop off of here and okay. I'm gonna go heat up her dinner and yeah, I gotta get the uh, the dogs get all out. that ready. I didn't I didn't even get the uh, the dogs ready um, <laughs> before we started getting out here. I should have like had their food poured so that way I could just put it on the floor for them. I can't get to oh the yeah. Kitchen. Well, there's still a shit ton to talk about. So yeah, I know, especially after our our draft and and everything. Oh, yeah. Right, dude, I can't wait. I'm pumped. I'm yeah. pumped for all of them. I've got a couple league fees and stuff like that, and I got a belt idea in, in mind. Are you sticking with the uh, that team name? Mm, yeah, probably. Okay. Because um, the belt, you know how, like, the UFC belt and the boxing belts have, like, the flags around the edges of the, yeah. the belt? I want to put um, all the, the original ten. Even if some people drop, right, and we have to replace mm -hmm. in, in later years, I want, like, the original 10 that started with the belt. I want to have their, their team names um, engraved around the faceplate. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably keep that one. I, just, I was asking because it's kind of stupid, so I was just curious. Yeah. I don't mind it. You can come up with something better. You're really going to go with McGlovin for the foreseeable oh, yeah. future? <laughs> Why McGlovin? Gotta go back is to my that, super bad days, you know? Super bad? Like, yeah. what is this shit? So. But, alright. Well, we'll go ahead and end it there then. I'm going to figure out how to uh, upload this to my computer and then I can put it on YouTube so that way it can't get taken down if I get banned on Twitch. <laughs> so, all right all right bro well i'm gonna hop off here go get her stuff ready so all right i'll see you later